Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another pod coming at you. Uh, this is Tommy Postgame, by the way. I'm going to start doing these intros after the podcast. That way I can give you guys a better summary of what actually took place. So this week our guest was Chris Cheatham. Jack and I were hosting, of course, and uh, great conversation. We talked about college hoops for a little while, talked about the rivalry that's building between the Gators and the Magic and the hostility there, as well as uh, Chris and I went down memory lane a bit and talked about last year's Oklahoma series and all of our fun times we had. And of course, some random funny stories mixed in along the way too. So a great episode and uh, enjoy it. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. All right, here we go, boys. We're back, back in business, recording on a Sunday this time. Uh, We had a special guest that we wanted to get on the pod for several weeks now. and was not available for our typical Monday recording, so I guess I'll introduce him now. Uh, Chris Cheatham, thanks for joining us today. What's going on, guys? Pleasure to to make this work finally. I know it's, uh, <laughs> with my work schedule right now, it's uh, it's been tough to make time, but Sunday's a good day for sure. Yeah, so you just working like a dog right now? Oh yeah, I mean, I literally I live there right now. I mean, I don't even. I just moved out actually a few months ago, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit more later. But uh, you know, I I don't even live here. I I just live at the office. I work like Monday through Saturday, basically eight thirty to like at earliest nine thirty during the week and then I work like a 10 hour shift on Saturday. So I'm pretty much working like 75 plus hours, but it's rap. It's, it's winding down. Uh, kids are probably to a little too young to know really what I do, but I'm a public accountant. So that's why I work so much. And you know, later in life, you're really, you're going to need me. You really are. I mean, it's a really (laughs) boring job, but, uh, you know, tax deadlines coming up in a couple weeks here and then I'll be, I'll be back to that nine to five grind. So I'm very excited for that. What you're saying, Chris, is if I have any tax, personal tax questions, I should be calling you is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Uh, Oh, absolutely. I'm an expert already. That's actually not true at all. I pretty much make (laughs) a ton of educated guesses. That's that's pretty much what I do right now at at this point in my career. And I make a lot of mistakes, but you know, you live and you learn. You can't, you can't get experience without making mistakes. So, but yeah, you can come to me with questions and and I might get them right. I became a TurboTax expert yesterday. I filed my entire return, um, but it was pretty simple for me last year. Uh, this next upcoming tax season, a year from now, will be more of a disaster, but I'll worry about that when I need to, and I'll give Chris a call. <laughs> I'll make Chris work oh, even later than he already is. <laughs> right, yeah. Just kidding. I'll just, I'll just bring my pillow to work, and then we'll be all good. Yeah, you should just sleep at the office at this point. I really should, honestly. It's it's what it feels like I do anyways. I, you know, I could shower in, in the bathroom. <laughs> you know just in the sink uh just wear the same clothes every day you know who cares i I can eat at the office uh you know they they do provide us with a lot of snacks and you know that may be bad for the old digestive system but it is it makes me a little happier it makes you know you have to stress eat sometimes when you're working there so yeah whatever it takes for sure um at least you have today off it looks like right i do sunday off It's, it's been a good weekend so far i think uh at least for me jack how about you Oh, it's been a great Sunday. Great um, Sunday? Yeah, we uh, went to church early in the morning, and then uh, I actually I started coaching lacrosse. I'm coaching some 7th and 8th graders in lacrosse, and we had our first game today. Started off 1-0. Uh, nice. You can't go undefeated if you don't win the first game, um, true. If, if you guys didn't know that. So huge win for the kids, super excited. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the uh, rest of the Sunday. It's been great so far. Awesome. Gold star for Jack. We've had great hoops all weekend, too, starting on Thursday. Um, March Madness continues to, to not disappoint, especially this year. 
Um, of course, Jack and I are Sparties. I think Chris also roots for Michigan State, if my I knowledge am, yep. serves me correct. Yep. So, of course, we were a little bit heartbroken um, on Thursday night with that loss, but it was a great game. Um, and uh, there's been so many upsets besides that. I don't know. Jack, do you have, like, anybody left in your bracket at this point? Because I'm pretty sure yeah. I, had, I had two brackets with, with stake in the game, and one of them, my final four, was Kansas, Bama, um, A&M, and Duke. <laughs> They're all gone. They've been gone for a while now. The other bracket mm-hmm. I had was Bama, Kansas, Texas, and Tennessee, which wasn't much better. So this was completely, like, I mean, everybody got obliterated, but I didn't even have any sort of excitement or hope coming into this weekend. So, No, it's been an absolutely wild tournament, especially after this last weekend with two one seeds losing on the same day. But um, I, to be honest, I didn't watch a single, like I maybe watched like one or two Michigan State basketball games during the regular season. Other than that, I didn't really know much about any of the teams. Somehow I still have UConn left in my bracket <laughs> and I, I picked them th- to actually win. And they've been like, wow. they've been, they've been like destroying teams. Rolling so teams. I don't want to jinx anything um, because I, I actually have it in a, uh, a pool th- through work where there could be some potential winnings for the first place bracket. Um, so I don't want to jinx anything, but I do have one one horse in the still in in the race still. Good. Um. So other than that, no, everything's dead. Everything's Anything, dead. But. Any any uh better luck for you, Chris, than me? Oh God, no. Um, I only made one bracket this year. Uh, usually I make a lot more, but you know, with work and stuff, I didn't have a ton of time. But mm-hmm. I also did a bracket pool as well, and I was with you, Tom. I had Texas A and M in my final four, so pretty wow. much my bracket was. I random. don't know why. I have no idea why. <laughs> I just it was felt just something. Like, <laughs> it was they, they, I liked where they were in right. I liked where they were in the bracket, and then they got blown up by thirty-five against Penn State. So that pretty much blew <laughs> my bracket right away. But before that game, actually, on day one, I was like first in the MLW bracket. I was like tied for first for a little while there, and nice. I was like, man, this my bracket's sweet. And then I think maybe I've gotten like two games right since the first <laughs> that the first Thursday, and I didn't have I don't even have a single Elite Eight team. That's how bad my bracket was this year. I had you our UCLA was my winner, and I had Bama in my championship. And obviously, Brandon Miller he he did not have a very good tournament and. I think he shot like 15%. So Bama went down and then UCLA, that, that Gonzaga game was nuts. So can't really be too mad about that, even though I hate Gonzaga, but that game was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, is if your bracket is completely mangled, it means it's probably been a really, really exciting tournament. Yes. And uh, I think that, you know, obviously a little bit biased and it was tough that we lost, but that Michigan State, Kansas State game, in my opinion so far, has been the game of the tournament. 100%. And, um, I mean, there it was just like a phenomenal performance from their their point guard Noel. Mm-hmm. Um, that play at the end where he, he's kind of arguing with his coach and then just throws that nasty, like almost like no look alley oop was just so absurd. Um, I I I don't know if that was like scripted or not. I feel like it was kind of more. At least he made it seem like it was more of like a reaction thing. Like he was he was kind of looking to the bench and then just sort of saw him and reacted. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he did do that because he made some incredible, you know, incredible plays all game. Yeah, I was keeping up on Twitter on that play, of course, as a Spartan because I saw it all over my feed. And yeah, at first everyone was like, that was totally scripted. Like that was a called play and they executed it perfectly. I don't know if it was an interview or what, but I read or heard somewhere else that, no, that was actually a legitimate thing they were arguing about. And he saw the kid out of the corner of his eye cutting towards the hoop and then just threw it. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I don't know what the truth is there, but that's what I heard is it was actually candid like that. I don't know, man. It's there. There are little plays like that in sports where uh, just to kind of fake fake the other team out for like just a half a second, you know, and it can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen that like in football before where they like there was a play years ago with Johnny Manziel where he was kind of like on the sideline, like arguing with his coach. And then they, they end up snapping it and oh, throwing yeah, it yeah, to yeah. him. So that's what it kind of reminded me of like basketball version. But um, I don't know. I was trying to think if there was any sort of wiffle ball equivalent type deception play uh, like that. I don't know if you had any ideas, Tommy. I I thought about it too um, when you brought that idea to the pod, and it's tough because we don't have any like stealing or base running happening in between each pitch when chaos like that can happen, right? The first thing I thought about was in baseball. First of all, in baseball, there's a lot of like funny stuff like that, like hidden ball tricks and just like crazy stuff that can go down. But one story I had I wanted to share was. Um, if you guys are OG MLW fans, you'll know who Chad Rensie is, played on the Central Cardinals. And him and I played baseball from when we were nine until through varsity on high school. And I remember us being young, probably like 11 or 12 years old, playing for the Brighton Bulldogs travel game. And we were playing against our rival, school, our rival team, Northville, Michigan. And it was a close game, late in the game. And I was pitching for whatever reason. I was not a good pitcher, to be honest with you guys. Very mediocre, but I was pitching in this game and I want to say we had either second and third or a guy on third only and whatever Chad being Chad usually like there's not mound meetings for a catcher and a pitcher at 11u baseball <laughs> but Chad Chad runs out to me on the mound he's like and he's like what do you want to do here Tom blah 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 and I'm like I don't know we could go at this kid with this this and this acting like we know what we're talking about and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye I see the kid on third just start to dart towards home so Chad never called time, apparently. So the coach realized that. The kid starts stealing home, and I just beat the kid in a foot race, tagged him out, inning over. And I was like, well, that solves that problem. <laughs> you beat him out. Wow. I beat, well, he had to run. Let's see, we were yeah. 12. He had to run But like you recognized feet. it quick enough, right? I, I was, wow. Like, it was so unfortunate for that kid and that coach. I'm not kidding. For whatever reason, I think we made eye contact like as he started running towards home. So like, it was a sitting yeah. duck. And uh, stuff. I thought that was funny. And I don't know why, but just seeing like the, the, uh, the rawness of that play on Kansas State reminded me of that play. So that was the closest thing I could think of. But in wiffle ball, I don't know. It'd be tough to pull off something to that magnitude. I feel like you could maybe like do a pump fake on a throw and tag somebody. <laughs> Players already do that. But in terms of a full fake out like that without stealing, it'd be pretty tough. I think. Your example from baseball, Tom, reminded me of. I used to play travel with. Liam Jackson and we were we were the middle infield for our uh, our travel team and uh, we used to run this play where we'd act like the catcher would you know they would, it was when they had first and third and oh, they would you know they take the free base yeah they take the free base you know every time mm-hmm. and our catcher would act like he's actually going to throw it down to second and we would do we'd have to like do like an acting job like acting like the ball got thrown into center field pretty much and that we were all looking for it so like uh. <laughs> And this play worked like 10 times. I mean, this was crazy. It worked so often. We, we fooled the same team like four times in league play with this with this play, like where the catcher just literally holds the ball the entire play. He, he does that pump fake, and then me and Liam are just searching for an invisible ball in the outfield, <laughs> and the center fielder runs in, and we all just look stupid out there, and they kept falling for it. it That's hilarious. I, don't, I totally forgot about that for like 10 years, and then this this discussion brought that up. But Classic yeah, no, that baseball, was, man. 
Oh yeah. man, that was so much fun. Every time we'd get that play too, it was so hype. I just I know Liam if he if he listens to this, he'll be uh he'll be thrilled that I brought that up because that was <laughs> that's some of my favorite memories playing baseball. Yeah. I can I, I don't have the baseball background, but uh jogging my sports memory in lacrosse, the equivalent would kind of be uh like a hidden ball trick. Mm-hmm. In college it's it's more common obviously as as the players get more skilled, but it's really like I've seen some some high school clips where it's like the entire offense will sort of like huddle in like the corner of the field and then just like all break out at the same time and it's just like you can't figure out where the ball is and uh it's pretty funny when it works because like on the highlight reel it's like half the team knows where the ball is half the team doesn't and like it's just like if the goalie doesn't know where it is it's just so funny to watch people just throw it in the net while the goalie is like looking the other way <laughs> Um, it has to be, you, you gotta, you gotta be pretty skilled to pull it off, but that would probably be the lacrosse equivalent. Well, let's, I guess let's shift gears a little bit back into whiffs. Oh, Chris, first of all, I wanted to ask you when you joined the call, I called you out for the cheese curds and caramel thing last week. <laughs> so that is true. Correct. Oh yeah, absolutely. With, without a doubt. Yeah. So i <laughs> I was randomly with some kids that I went to U of M Dearborn with just at B-dubs kind of in the beginning of a semester. And, and, and one kid was like, Dude, you got. I ordered the cheese curry. He's like, dude, you got to get them with caramel. And I was like, I was like afraid to order it because it felt so weird. And like, it, it was just, I mean, I was at first, I was very skeptical. I'm like, this sounds awful. Like, this sounds just like the worst thing ever. But oh my God, is it good? And you, it's the B dubs curds with caramel. You, that's where you got to go because they do have caramel there if you didn't yeah, know. First off, really get- I can't say I've ever even seen anyone besides you order the curds at B dubs. They're so Second good. of all, oh my god! When I when I was with you and you're like Tom, you got to order this, you got to do it, and I did it. Like the waitress didn't even seem phased. She's like, "Yeah, sounds good." Like caramel and cheese curds. So is it right. like a popular it's thing? Normal. It is normal. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, it's definitely weird. Like I feel like a weirdo when I order it still, but apparently it's really normal there because no, I've I've never had a waitress or waiter there like question it at all. It's just like, oh, I'll go get that for you or whatever. But there must you be know, a it, cult of people that are getting cheese curds and caramel at Beatles. Oh yeah. The, yeah, we meet every Wednesday night. Uh, it's a big group, uh, you know. But it's no, it's uh, they're fantastic. I and I will. Everyone listening to this needs to try them as soon as possible. You need to order them tonight, or well, not tonight, but whenever <laughs> this episode comes out that night, you need to order them. Convince your parents to let you order them, and it'll change your life. I mean, this is one of my favorite treats for sure, and I need to go get some very soon. So you you've tried that as well, Tom. I was with Chris, I think, on the road somewhere, and I did try it, and it, it didn't knock my socks off by any means. I'm, I'm not going to hate on Chris because I have things that I like too. I'm, I, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, a weird food combination that I like. Um, I, I can't right now. One, one, one that I really, really got some have got some pushback on uh, <laughs> that I really liked as a kid but like would still eat as adult is uh, grilled cheese in applesauce what this is this is i'm telling you it's i've gotten a lot of pushback on this but it i don't know man it's like this i feel like the savory like cheese part and the bread you can almost like dip in anything but when you have like a warm grilled cheese and like cold applesauce like i don't know that it, it mixed together pretty well and i would say this like you're you're really backing up your cheese curds and you kind of said you know sort of like don't knock it till you try it like i will try this chris and i will give okay. you an honest review um but that's what i would say about the grilled cheese and applesauce too is just don't yeah. knock it till you try it 
Yeah, no. Honestly, at first, I was really weirded out when you said that, but now that I think about it, it a grilled cheese really isn't that much different than a cheese curd. You know, it's no, pretty, it's I not. mean, it's, it's carbs with cheese and melted cheese. Thing. And then, you know, it's like savory and sweet. So I could, you know what, Jack? I'm going to give that a try the next yeah. time I have grilled cheese. You piqued my interest a little bit here, so I'll, I'll make you a deal. We got to try each other's weird food take for sure. Well, but now I, I, I got to bring one to the table it. now. I feel like I feel yeah, like I cannot do. not bring one. Um, I did think of one, but it's not easily triable. My mom makes like a taco dip that's meant to be on chips, and for whatever reason, um, if you eat it like with like say you're eating carrots like with your sandwich at lunch, dipping carrots in a good taco dip is good. That's weird. Oh yeah, but I mean that's just um, good dip. You could put anything. It's, in exactly, there, probably it's it tastes like good. yeah, exactly. So any vegetable yeah. you don't really like that much, you dip it in a taco dip. It's like fire. <laughs> you can put cardboard in that <laughs> dip and probably taste good. <laughs> exactly. <So> other food. <laughs> I know this is very weird, and I would not proudly eat this as an adult ever, but there was a, a short period of my life, not proud of this, but I will share it, um, where as a child, I was eating, like, if we were having broccoli with dinner, I'd put a little splash of ketchup on the plate and go broccoli in the ketchup. That's disgusting. I can see that. I actually yeah. don't think that's that weird, because broccoli itself needs, like, an extra vessel, like, whether you put cheese, like, it's not a bad thing to dip into stuff, so I could definitely see it. Like, I've... I feel like I've accidentally touched the mustard up with the with a <laughs> piece of broccoli by accident. It wasn't too bad. I'm oh, not yeah. proud of that, and I will never do it again. And the thought of it doesn't <laughs> seem appetizing, but I know for a fact that I was doing that at some point in my life. So there's one weird mm. thing. If you really want to get weird one night, you can try broccoli and ketchup. Yeah. No, for the record, I don't think that's too weird, but um, that's just kids being kids, you yeah. know, eating their veggies. <laughs> we'll however eat they anything. Eat it. Yeah. We'll eat anything. But yeah, moving back to moving back to whiffs. Uh, We've had we've had some contentious episodes recently, and a month ago we had your friend Jordan Curdy on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was pretty blunt about how upset he was and about Trevor um, in regards to the the trade for Chadwick and kind of how it all went down. I can say from personal conversations that I know they're pretty fired up to to start this this year, especially because. It it just left some you know some bad blood there. It seems like there's some bad blood there. Is that kind of do you feel that way on your side too? Did the Gators feel that way, or is that just the Magic kind of fighting like a one sided battle? You know, I I think it's not a one sided battle, Jack. You know, uh, I think there was. I mean, last time, you know, me and Jason have a big personal rivalry, so maybe a little bit of that fire is going to be stoked for me. But um, you know, it was a pretty high tense series last time we played and you guys beat us i was pretty frustrated with my performance i thought that was one of the worst series i played in the mlw and i think maybe the the nerves got to me a little bit and the you know the tension i, I don't think i handled it very well and when we went up obviously the wands down moment that was still one of my biggest regrets was this on the ball field. <laughs> Chris, was this the series where pre-game you were talking bad about the magic too if i recall uh yes i think me and jason I think you and jason exchanged, exchanged some, some interviews yes we did yeah, some yeah. hostility yeah. in the interviews it was needed you know, he shoved me during the series too. I didn't appreciate that a lot, but uh, you know, now having him on the team, I think there's a different tension. You know, and maybe me and Jorgie are a little bit on the outside of that. But I think you know they, they may be a little mad at Chadwick, mad at Zerlag for making the move, and mad at me and Jorgie for kind of you know filtering the move too, because we were definitely involved in that trade. So, so I'm gonna come out swinging for sure, especially early in the year. You know, we had a, we had a bad year last year, so I think that we're we're coming in anger this year a little bit with our performance last year. I know I am at least, and uh, 
I'm very anxious to start the season too because it's been a it's been a long off season. I haven't played wiffle ball in a very long time because I'm used to playing up until you know September, but yeah. last year we we uh, we went to Cabo pretty early. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, I've yeah, been there it, plenty of times. It sucks. It really does. After 2020 and 2021, I was looking into a little permanent residence in Cabo. I think because now I don't <laughs> play any important games from the months of August through April. Hot, so hot, I was yeah. about to just move out there. Um, Get a time, time share. share down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jinx. There you go. <laughs> More educated in the real estate game than I am. But uh, I will okay. say, Chris, I think you've caught wind of this too. And once again, it's not really set in stone, but there's a good chance, fellas and listeners, that uh, in the first slate of games, we will see Gators versus Magic. So we're going to start the year off with a bang in that regard with that rivalry <sighs> if it all falls yeah. into place. So look out for that matchup in that slate one. There's going to be some heat. There's going to be some heat in that matchup. There's going to be. Sure. It might not be too warm in Michigan in the month of May, but there'll be a lot of heat at the Meadows that day for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, without a doubt. It's not going to take too much. I'm not going to get much sleep the night before because I'm going to be very excited for this series. You know, it's it's a great way. I think it's a, a good way for us to start the year because it's, I, I mean, no offense, Jack, but I think it is that you guys are a beatable team. I think it's, but it is a good test because you're going to have a new rookie coming in that we haven't seen. So I think that, yeah, I'm assuming he's probably going to pitch at some point. So I think that's going to help us prepare pretty well for the season and we and i really don't want us to take you guys lightly just because of last year and we suck too so so we both have something to prove it's not like we're some really good powerhouse last year and you guys weren't good both i mean we were the seller dwellers last year so we have something to prove i know you guys do too so we don't want to take you lightly but i think this is a winnable series for us so we need to it's definitely one that we need to take if we want to make the playoffs and what is a very competitive nl if i do say so yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the, uh, like you said, we both have something to prove. And I feel like the result of this first series is going to have major, major playoff implications, you know, come later in the year. Every game counts and a lot of confidence already out of Chris. I love it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great one. That's going to be a, that's going to be maybe not like the flashiest series on paper coming into but it. Fun to watch. But it's going to be very fun to watch. So I'm excited for that one. Kind of a sleeper in there in slate one. Um, yes, but besides sir. playing the Magic, Chris, any other matchups this season that you're particularly looking forward to? Yeah, I would say the other one for me would probably be playing the Mallards, playing you, Tom, because I, again, didn't. that was my worst series last year. I know I pitched pretty well, but I think that, you know, being in a different place, you know, playing at night under the lights, I didn't perform well at all i couldn't hit water if i fell also out of the boat 110 degrees out there <laughs> yes it was brutal and you know that i mean that's not an excuse at all but i definitely i sweat a lot so i i wasn't feeling particularly energetic i'm not saying i'm not making excuses because i played like crap there's no question about it. i got outplayed by all three of you guys so I, i'm looking to kind of redeem myself against against jordan against you especially after dominating that series for two years and then just absolutely crapping the bed and yeah. in the third so so trying to bounce back so that's a big series for us i think too and i think you guys are going to be some of our obviously some of our competition in division too so i think that's another series that i have circled that that we really need to get done jack i don't know if you know this but um coming into that matchup in oklahoma last year the previous two times we played the gators so 2021 and 2020 the Mallards had not scored a single run in that series. So, like, the joke going into the Oklahoma trip, like, with me and Kyle, because we wanted to have a great video, obviously, is like, dude, just put some runs on the board. Like, don't let yeah. them blank you for three games. It's not fun to watch. And little did we know that we were going to blank the Gators three times. I know. So it was a total yeah, slip-flop. Wow. And it felt good. How the turntables have turned. 
as yeah the turntables definitely did turn that day and uh it felt good as a mallards player but as someone who wanted to make a great piece of content i was like dang the gators didn't put up much of a fight but at oh, least the games awful. the games were close though you guys pitched well right. and the fences were big and you guys would have scored runs at the meadows i believe i know zerlag would have had at least home run one home run oh, at the 100%. Meadows. he parked one to dead center that just didn't get out there to deep field i will say chris wasn't there a fan i know you were having a rough day you know, you weren't playing your best. It was hot. We were all uncomfortable playing in front of a big crowd. Wasn't there a pretty funny, like, intimate moment with a young fan? It was a girl. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> shout out to that very young fan of ours. I think it was like her first wiffle ball series. I think she had watched a few, but she was like, I think two or three. And and for some reason, she just loved me. I don't know. I don't know why, but I was her favorite player. So I think like kind of right after the series, I mean, I was I was pretty devastated almost directly after. And she like came up to me and gave me a hug pretty much. And I was like, I almost started crying, like not even because of like the wiffle ball series. It just kind of meant a lot. So it was kind of like a, it kind of turned, I guess, the, the remainder of that trip around for me because I was I was bummed for about five minutes and that moment happened and it kind of like made me realize like it's not all it's not all about wins and losses i mean it's very important as competitors but like it's also cool that we have such an awesome fan base and like people look up to us so i thought that you know that that really flipped my mood and i and i came very close to crying and i'm not someone that cries very easily so <laughs> so that was uh that was a very, very emotional moment for me. But yeah, shout out to her. I hope she keeps watching this year, and I hope that we can and we can perform better this mm-hmm. this time around. If I'm not That's mistaken, amazing. I think that girl she had a sister too who was like five. They're two really young girls, and her dad was a fan. And her dad took a lot of pictures of us. And I saw he yes. had a camera. I was like, dude, if you're taking pictures, like here's my email. Like send me these photos. So a lot of the pictures you guys saw from the Oklahoma series were from that gentleman's camera. So shout out to that guy. And uh, I think we sent some merch out for him and his daughters, too, and as a thank you. So it's cool seeing them. And, yeah, I remember Chris was like, dude, that girl, she was like two years old. She came up and, like, gave me a hug, and I almost started crying because it was such, like, an emotional moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was a little uh, – at well, no, the time, it, I mean, I was very sure. down. So so that was – it was pretty uplifting, I would say, for sure. So, so you know, that was that was definitely one of the coolest – I mean, that, that series, I did not play very well, so I don't remember most of it fondly. The trip was very fun, and then that obviously that moment was was one of the better ones I've had in the MLW. And I just had fun with you guys also. Like, yes, there's some rivalry there, but we had a good time traveling. I think both of my Oklahoma experiences, and I think everybody's Oklahoma experiences, have been pretty positive. Um, we've talked a lot about that trip on this podcast over the last several months with guys like Jorgensen and Robles, myself. On the YouTube video, you guys saw behind the scenes of the arcade camaraderie and that kind of thing. But one story that I don't think has been told yet, Chris, that I wanted to bring up to you was that uh, there was a moment in this trip we were pretty slap happy, I think, late on the way home. <laughs> and there was a McDonald's pit stop. Do you remember this? I, I am not 100% sure what you're talking about. Okay, you recall you refresh my being memory. in a in a McDonald's booth with me, just dying laughing for oh, no yeah. reason. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember it now. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about on the way there at first. I'm not sure why, no, but um, oh, dude, that was oh my god. I don't even really know how to. This isn't even that like it can't even be that good a podcast material because we were laughing about absolutely nothing. I think we were just so mentally drained from being in the car all day, and it was just like we were laughing about everything. And then like Dan was hanging out for a little while. He was cracking up too. <laughs> we were kind of by the bathroom, so I think there was a little bit of potty humor going there around too. I think that humor. was part of it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what was going on, but that was, and it was like raining out and stuff too. I just remember we weren't stopping very much just because it was crappy out and it was, 
yeah, we were just sitting in there doing. I don't even know what we were laughing about, but it was like it kind of summed up the entire trip because I felt like we were doing that pretty much all trip. But that was like that was another yeah, step. It was Jack. You know those moments where you're with a buddy. I don't care how close you are, a friend, buddy, whatever, best friend, and you have those times where you're essentially you're laughing so hard it's just silent in the room. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine you're, being, you're, <laughs> you're laughing to the point that you're gasping for air. Yes. Yes. No air is coming in. So imagine yeah. Chris and I in God knows what state doing that <laughs> in a McDonald's booth over nothing. I don't even remember what we were laughing at. <laughs> just, it was like just literally anything and everything was hilarious there to may us have for been, some there, there may have been a public fart involved. And once again, <laughs> yes. a public fart is always extremely risky, guys. I would not recommend it. <laughs> But if you can execute a funny public fart, there is nothing funnier. And I think that's maybe what happened. And we were dying laughing originally about that. And then I think for the next 10 minutes, we just couldn't pull it together. <laughs> yeah, it was like everything was funny. Like Dan would like look yeah. at me funny and I would just start cracking up. Yeah, I think I think the the perfectly executed fart was the I think that was, you know, like the kiln to our fire. It just kind of got was. things going and then we just I mean, we couldn't stop laughing, man. That was I think it was like I was so tired cuz I mean, we did not sleep at all. I mean, I didn't personally sleep at all the the previous night, but so I was just I mean, I was running on fumes. Mm-hmm. So this was I I thought I found everything just hilarious and I just couldn't control myself. So yeah, we were just literally sitting there laughing for god knows how long but that was yeah that was a good memory man that was i, I kind of forgot about that actually obviously when you first brought it up but yeah that was fantastic good times i just remembered that this morning honestly when i was thinking about what to talk about with you and once again to reiterate public fart bold move you don't want to do that in 95 percent of the cases but yeah but it's usually pretty funny and actually i'm sorry it's hilarious i have a, a pretty funny story actually i kind of I'll, I'll make it quick oh no but no me, rush tell it as good as it needs to be told <laughs> yeah. so so me trevor and georgie were at the movies this was i think we were seeing black <laughs> widow we we love to see us three and like usually some other people jason's not there every time jordan's there sometimes too but it's mostly me trevor and georgie go to every marvel movie opening night so we were getting out of the theater after seeing black widow which was a, a mediocre movie you know it, it was what it was but uh <laughs> so we're in there and you know we all had to pee really bad because like at the movies you got to yeah. pee really bad after that extra large icy so we we're in there we we're all kind of i don't know we were kind of goofy as is and and we we're all at the, i think me and georgie were at the urinal and trevor was washing his hands and some dude let one absolutely explode out of his cheeks man it was <laughs> i mean this was an explosive fart so and and i think me trevor and georgie all thought it was each other so we were all cracking up because it was silent so he farted it was silent in there for like 15 seconds and we were absolutely crying because and then i'm like i'm like blank, i'm like accusing jordan I'm like dude why did you let one rip in there that was it was so quiet but then we were like that was through tears and stuff too so but then we we finally realized that it was it was like some other random dude and it wasn't and like we were literally all blaming each other for it and and like i think the whole bathroom just lit up in laughter because us three were cracking up and when we were walking out we were kind of that's when we started figuring things out and stuff so i mean everybody said it was this random guy i don't know who exactly it was probably jordy Let's it be could honest. have been, yes. It's the, but, ver- it's the verbal meme of the, the Spider-Man right, like that's, pointing that's, the gun at, or, or you know, the office meme. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yes. No, it was literally like, that's exactly what it was. We were all blaming each other for it. So, And I would admit it if it was me, for sure. Like you said, a, a perfectly executed public fart. And, 
and that was a perfect 10 right there. So I would have, I would have taken ownership of that one real quick, but it unfortunately was not <laughs> me. So if I, I actually believe both, I actually believe both of them that it wasn't them. So I think it was this random Joe Schmo that was in there, but <laughs> it was, I mean, this was one of the funniest things I've ever had happen to me. We were just, I mean, we couldn't stop laughing for a while. We, we literally brought it up. We just went to the movies recently, actually, to see, uh, I don't even remember whatever the last Marvel movie that came out, Ant-Man. We just saw that in theaters together and we brought it up because we all, we, I mean, it's the same routine every time we go to the bathroom right after. So we were trying mm-hmm. not to laugh because we were remembering it from last time. So yeah, I figured that I figured I'd bring that up. Cause that was, I mean, talk about a perfectly executed public fart. That was, that was some good stuff. Hey, you know, a story's funny when you think about it like years later and you're still like audibly <laughs> laughing about it. That's how you right. know, that's how you measure something that's like hilarious. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I, uh, I got to share. I, I can one up you on that Cheatham in terms of oh, movie God. theater, public fart. Oh, so no. you guys all know the Swamp Man, right? And you guys don't quite know the Swamp Man like I do because I know him on his by his birth name and not the Swamp Man. But we never, rarely we go to the movies as a friend group. Like I think we've seen two movies over the years together. And for whatever reason, we were looking for something to do and Toy Story 4 had just come out. We're like, let's go see Toy Story. So the boys all go to Toy Story. This is a theater filled with families, absolutely filled. Every seat in there. With kids of all ages, adults, grandparents, every kind of person you could think of was in this movie. And probably about a half hour into it, we're all sitting there eating, you know, finishing up our popcorn, just enjoying the movie. Nothing crazy going on. You know, you're not like that locked into the movie or anything, but, you know, we're all watching it. And Swamp Man is sitting right next to me to my left. (laughs) And to the left of him is Sam Reichardt, also an all fun game player. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just hear. And Swamp Man goes, what was that? And it was totally him. And I, when I say I couldn't pull it together, I was crying laughing in that theater for 10 minutes because he just shamelessly ripped one out loud during Toy Story 4 in a full theater. And they were more mature about it than I was. Like, he kept a straight face, and my buddy Sam laughed for maybe 15, 20 seconds, and then, like, refocused, but... Something about me and my immaturity, I guess, dude. I laughed for a solid ten minutes. I could not pull it together, and it was so funny. And I think about it to this day and still laugh. Just, oh. just the the courage to fart in public like that in a movie theater was so funny. And the woman behind me was looking at me. She kept making eye contact, eye contact with me, and she was laughing too because she knew I thought it was hilarious. She probably thought it was me who farted, but it was totally, the Swap Man owned up to him. It was him, like absolutely classic. Absolutely oh, I classic. Would, I would pay a lot of money to go back in time and be in that theater with you, Tom. Because oh me and gosh, you, I, we might have, I might have multiplied that laugh time for both of us by like ten. No, because so yeah, you've seen me laugh like that in Oklahoma. Yeah, you saw that. Oh, Imagine that in a quiet movie theater and after a fart, <laughs> and I'm the one kid who's like 21 <laughs> at this point, and I can't pull it together. <laughs> so immature. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's that's, one, that's it's one thing one. to do it. It's one thing to do it in the bathroom, and it's a completely different thing to do it when you're surrounded by people who <laughs> oh, are. Oh sitting God. in the dark watching a kid's movie. Jack, it was so... That's criminal. At least we're in there too far. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, and we weren't I'm, like, I'm definitely... We weren't like on the it. end of the row or anything. We were dead center of this theater, in the heart of this movie theater. It was... Oh, God. It was... I could go oh, on for hours about this, but... That's my, fantastic. My aunt, my aunt... I've talked about her before, KK. She says it best. She always says, farts will always be funny, and I totally agree with that. I don't care how, if I'm 23, 21... 
nine years old or 50 years old, I think farts will always be kind of funny. Oh, the worst, the worst is when you're not supposed to be laughing, man. It's so hard to keep it together. That's why me and you get along. Cause we're both, we laugh at everything and, and we keep thinking about it, man. I mean, it's, oh. we've had some, some funny memories, man. We definitely have. We definitely have. I got kicked out of class many times in sixth grade, but it was me and Noah when we first met Noah Dabrico and we would get removed from class probably nearly daily for a five minute timeout because we'd start laughing and not being able to stop. So sorry, Mr. Borgeson. Oh. Well, <laughs> speaking speaking of farts, I guess, how was it uh bunking with Georgie and Zerlag when you when you guys were in Oklahoma, Chris? I know you're obviously friends with those guys, but how was it, you know, being roommates with them? You know what? For me, <laughs> I guess this is kind of this is kind of a funny part too. It was an absolute delight for me because those two shared a bed every <laughs> single night, and I got the one to myself. I don't know if this was like uh, star player treatment. I wouldn't call it that, but but it was just I, some for some reason they just never moved. Like we never alternated or anything. I don't know if maybe our maybe there was no like cleaners or housekeepers coming around or something like that i'm not sure but i had the bed to myself every night so it was pretty fantastic and you know that hotel living is is nice for sure so so i thought it was it was we had we had some some funny memories in the room too for sure it was it was a good time you're talking about star player treatment i'm pretty sure <laughs> this is more so because he was older but we we also gave robles his own bed both nights and caden oh. and i were bunked up together caden and i have shared bed on many different MLW trips, it's kind of the ongoing joke. So, uh, no, no issues there. Yeah, me and you, uh, me and you actually shared a bed. Hey, uh, I've, I've bunked around with a good group of guys in this league. I'll tell you what, I've traveled about everywhere, um, and from I, I probably over a dozen easily guys I've had to share a, a queen size bed with over the years. <laughs> but it's part of the wiffle ball traveling. You guys keep subscribing. Maybe one day we'll all get our own room or at least our own bed. But for now, we travel. <laughs> We travel tight. <laughs> tell you we, what. we do. We do. Yeah, it's that not uh, ideal, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, definitely. Ball, that was balling uh, on a budget, Tommy. Just balling on a budget. You're gonna get a taste of memories because I think Jack is finally going to a tournament. This one coming up in Illinois. So Jack, you're gonna get your, yeah. your fair share of it too. Maybe you want if you want. You know, I'll give you first dibs. You can share a bed with me. <laughs> Honestly, I can't wait to like alpha someone out to get my own bed. But if I also have to, you know, bunk up with someone, I can't wait to, you know can't wait to have that person experience what it's like oh the sleeping odds next you, to this bear the odds of you getting your own bed jack i'd say are are quite slim but yes. you never know <laughs> crazier things have probably happened so um all right time I'll, I'll, I'll take either you or warda you if warda's going warda, yeah. so take the small guys basically yeah That's yeah smart well played yeah. well played Got to it's not my that. it's not my first it's not my first rodeo you know i've done <laughs> this i've not. done this i've been there yeah How, how's the lacrosse traveling jack like when you're in college how's that work um, that we, we had our own beds. We did have our own beds, wow. which was nice. But, um, so like if you were in like a hotel yeah. room, like a double queen, so you yeah. like two guys in that room. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That's not and bad at all. Yeah. You always had, you always had a roommate, but no, it was, we, uh, I, I, we were very blessed in terms of our traveling, like always had, you know, great meals and accommodations. So, um, not, not like the, how MLW is doing it. But not to say that that's better or, you know, or not to say that's, you know, worse uh, in any way, shape or form. It's just different. Just different. Definitely different. I mean, we've definitely made some memories over the years uh, mm -hmm. being so piled in. Like Usually we have lately. Our, lately, our move has been um, getting the suite hotel room. So that's the two beds and the pullout. Yeah. You, you get probably the best bang for your buck there because you can get you can get two dudes and both queens. So that's four people. 
at least one on the pullout. If the pullout's big enough, you can maybe get two people there. So that's five or six people per room. So that seems like the best bang for our buck lately. But once again, we would love, I, w- I would love the traveling to be more comfortable for everybody who does it. And I always try to express um, my, my gratitude for all the guys that come along on these trips and help out because um, I know it's not. I know everyone wants their own bed and not everyone gets their own bed, but uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> hey, it's not about us. It's about the kids. It is about we're doing it for the kids. Well said. So start spending some more money so we can get our own bets. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what we're hit trying the, to say. Hit here. the subscribe yep. button. Yep. Hit the subscribe, the likes. Yep. Hey, yep. just just share MLW with a friend. You got some boys yeah. that you're friends with? Tell them about MLW. Get get those subscribers up. Get those views up. Opening days right, right around the corner. No better time than right now to follow along from start to finish on a whole season. So we're excited. Get about in that. on the action. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. Drafts coming up, you know. There's been there's rumors float. There's names oh, floating yeah. around internally Ooh. about who's going where. Oh yeah, I got. Who I'm are we gonna get, get a better man, idea? We got, the, we got prime draft capital. You wonder who got, we're gonna get. Yeah, no draft capital. <laughs> 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 the magic got all that draft capital, but um, yeah. So we're excited. Um, as I mean, you guys have seen every year MLW gets more and more competitive. So I think this draft class will be no exception to that as we continue to bring in more talent and as things continue to. Um, everyone kind of levels off in terms of talent with the Magic now getting a great pick this year. Um, we should get better as well as we have a very high pick. In fact, the number one overall pick. So um, going to be a lot of new talent entering this league, and I'm excited for you guys to all see it here in the next few weeks. So, yeah, with that, Chris, thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate it. Um, although you're our, our enemies in the in the NL, I do wish you and the Gators good luck next season. Uh, I think you guys will be an exciting team with, with having Chadwick all year long. I think the chemistry will be at an all-time high. And uh, with you guys, all all the Trenton boys at the squad, you know, you, Chadwick, and Georgie, I think Zerlag's a perfect complement to that. And I think Zerlag probably had his best year ever last year. So if he can continue to improve, um, you guys will be set. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the season, seeing what, you know, our full team can do for a full season. Because I think outside of the actual sweep against the Wildcats, I think we, I thought we played pretty well. It was just, you know, a couple plays here and there. So I think that if we, if we can, you know, get a little more chemistry, shake the rust off, I think I think we can bounce back and, and be dangerous this year. So, but yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on again. No problem. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Zach Whalen has seen every episode of The Simpsons, and we'll see you guys next week. Oh, 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 oh,